This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Hello and welcome to the W12 podcast. I'm Ben Platt and I um, hope you're all well and safe. Um, thanks for listening. We've got the usual suspects on today. We've got Duncan, postman Duncan McCready. How are you, Duncan? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. You all right? You're actually a postman, aren't you? You're not going to do it. I'm not saying... No, no, no. I, 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 am actually, I am actually a postman, yeah. <laughs> That's a day job. And we've got Brad Platt. How are you doing, Brad? You fitting us into your busy day? Oh, it's good to be back. Um, how are you, boys? You all right? Good, mate. Good. You've been missed. Uh, is it a couple young people now? Is that right? Yeah, it's just been tight with work and we're moving out and things. So hopefully I won't miss one now. Good, good. And we've got a special guest on today. We've got Andre Dizel joining us for the first part of the show. How are you, Andre? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Good, you well? You do, you, there's been a batch of COVID going around the, around the squad. Have you managed to avoid it? or? Yeah, it's been a nightmare, really. Um, thankfully, I ain't got it, but we're doing testing every day. Um, sort of died down so, uh, at a minute, but hopefully we've just got to take it day by day. You, has it changed again back to how it was sort of last year with COVID? Or is yeah, it still, it has a bit. So we're in, there's like three changing rooms now, so we're not so close together. Um, obviously, we used to go in, have breakfast, all of that stuff. Um, so we, can't, we have to have breakfast at home. We have to take our kit at the end of the day, um, come into training in our kit. So, yeah, it's just it's sort of just a setback, really. But it's just one of them things, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, mate. So, have you been training today? Have you? Yeah, yeah, we had training today. Yeah. What's what's the what's it what's the normal sort of day routine? I've always wanted because we've had a few people on 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 the pod. We've had like Cher yeah. and Austin on, and one thing I haven't asked is what's what's what what's the day like as a footballer? I imagine it's you just get up, go to training for a couple of hours, have a yeah. laugh, come back. I'm sure it's not like that. No, so we report for eight thirty. Everyone has to be in by eight thirty. Obviously, do the testing now, COVID testing, wait in your car, wait for the results to come back. If you're positive, you go in. Uh, I mean, negative, you go in, obviously. <laughs> um, and then probably around nine, we have pre-activation. 
or we'll have a meeting, uh, probably about the opposition, stuff like that. Um, then after that, we'll go out for the warm-up um, around 10 o'clock, do the warm-up, have training, a couple hours, come back in, um, maybe another meeting, depends what day it is. Uh, do your gym work. Everyone has their own gym they've got to do. And then, yeah, whatever you want to do after that, it's up to you. Nice, nice, mate. I've got to mention, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about was, um, was your no-look passes, mate. Uh, you're, like, known for it everywhere, all over QPR. Like, did you, did you practice them? Is it something you did when you were a kid? Like, where do they... You're doing it all the time. I see we watch you doing it all the time, mate, just randomly, just a little... Fair, like, I don't even think about it too much. And I didn't do it when I was younger. It just happened suddenly when I... Um, because obviously when you're younger, you're playing every position, all of that stuff. Um, but it's just really when I started hitting first team, to zip the pass in, it just comes naturally to me. Like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, but you I don't really think it. it. Just, you don't nah, I, don't, I don't practice it. Um, it just comes to me when I'm, when I'm thinking quick, I think. And there's a little tight gap. It just makes a defender move that couple yards so it opens up a bit. But yeah, I don't really think about it too much. Just come naturally. I bet when it that popped one, off, you think. Yeah. <laughs> that one in Cardiff. That one in Cardiff. Was it, it was Cardiff, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Yeah, the Andre Gage. To be fair, in that one, my eye just lit up. Like, because I see Andre Gray on the corner of my eye. And I'm thinking, no one's with him here. So I thought, just wrap that into him. And thankfully, put it away. So, but yeah, sometimes I've done them in the past and they haven't been put away. So don't get a credit for it. But yeah, it was good there winning. Yeah, yeah, great finish. You, you blame the strikers there, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I can't say too much about that, but yeah. <laughs> so, how's your time been at QPR and that, Andre? You enjoying it? Now, honestly, it's probably like the happiest I've been playing football. Um, I just think it was needed. Obviously, I've come up in Ipswich um, since I was eight, enjoyed my time there, but I think it was just the right time. Uh, me to move on and start this chapter with QPR and I think it just fits me well. Yeah. Since, since you've been at the club, obviously, is any particular players taking you under their wing? And uh, Honestly, have, what's the sort of best advice they give you? The QPR as a club, it's just, everyone knows it's a family club. I know it's cliche, yeah. but it really is. Like, even my girlfriend and all of that stuff, everyone just feels involved in it. Um, and it's something that I ain't been really used to. So, it's been easy for me to settle in. All the players, obviously, they've got the right characters in the team and uh, hopefully you can do something special this year. Yeah. Any bromances going on? I know we had uh, Ilias on and him and Willick have got a bit of a bromance. Him and Willick, yeah, him and Willick don't give each other a yard. Um, <laughs> but no, I've got a lot of friends there. Um, Jimmy's close, Moses, Andre Gray, all of them. But I think it's just it's a really tight-knit group. Yeah. I think one of my questions I wanted to ask you is how ambitious is the team and the gaffer behind closed doors, you know, talking playoffs? Yeah, for sure. We can see how tight it is, but we know how good we are. We have all this noise outside and yeah, but as a team and as a club, we know how good we are and we just got to take it game by game and come end of the season, we'll be right up there. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. And so... We're in regards to obviously because we've got so many options at QPR for midfield. Um, yeah. So do you enjoy do you enjoy the challenge each week? You know, like getting in the starting eleven. For sure. I mean, I think it lifts training um, when you know you've got someone else behind you wanting to take your place. I think it's healthy competition. 
but it's not like oh if you're not playing it's it's a sulk because like we're all going in one direction here we all want to go go up so we just got to do what's best for the team but yeah I think it's healthy competition as you always got someone behind you just like wanting to take your place so it kind of pushes you on. Andre when you when you're not playing or or, or if you're not in the, in the in the start of 11 or even the squad um does Warbs take you aside? Does he? Do you know, or is it? Do you just first find out when you have your team meeting or whatever? You find out yeah, it will normally talk to you and say da da da. This is why you're not playing and stuff like that. So it's good that he talks to you and you know why and stuff like that. So yeah, I can't can't really say anything about that. It's all yeah, good, you really. S- you seem to have formed like a really good partnership in the middle of the park there with um, Stefan, especially in November when we had a really good like winning run. Is he someone you're learning off like on and off the pitch? 100. Um, obviously, he's been there. He's done that. He's got the promotion. He's got the promotions, all of that. Um, and similarly, he likes to play them passes as well. Um, he's left-footed, so yeah, I'm always learning off him. Um, and he's yeah, it's easy to play with when when you got to play like that. Yeah, um, I just wanted to briefly touch on the fact, obviously. Your dad was quite a good footballer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was all right. <laughs> um, like, was he kind of your idol growing up? Did you have like a another footballer as your idol? Like, the influence on that? Obviously, did he influence your like career path? Did you because you watched him, you wanted to be a footballer as well? Yeah, I think so, hundred um, percent. Obviously, with different kind of players, um, he was more physical dominated. Like. Um, he was huge when he was 16, all of that stuff. He probably played a bit more higher up than I do. But yeah, for sure, um, he's someone that I look up to and he's he's helped me not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well, because obviously he's been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely was someone I look up to. Yeah, obviously, and he obviously played in the Premier League. Is that your ambition? Is that your dream to get to that level as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I want to be there as soon as I can. Um I think that's everyone would say that's their dream, but I think we've got a real opportunity now to uh, kick on now. But obviously, so we've still got a lot of games and it's very tight in the championship. So we just got to take it game by game, and come the end of the season, we'll be up there. Tough league. Yeah, it's a tough league. Um, do you, do you, like, amongst the group, like, do you quietly talk about the promotion kind of push, or is it kind of like a bit of like a who do you don't want to talk too much about it? It's sort of yeah, we do we do talk about it because obviously everyone in the in the team wants to be up there, so we've got to talk about it, we've got to aim for it um, and stuff like that. But we know how tough this league is. We can have three games on the bounce, be flying, everyone talking about promotion, and then you can have two losses on the bounce, and it's all changed. So we just got to keep our feet on the ground, and when things are going well, just keep going and not not get ahead of ourselves. And when things are bad, don't get too down because. In the championship, things can change very quickly. Um, how have you found to step up from League One to the championship this year? They're both very physical leagues. Um, but in the championship, it's just that higher quality. Um, yeah. I, I sort of learned a lot in the Stoke game when I sort of I made a I made a sloppy pass and I'm thinking, oh yeah, we'll, we'll win this, we'll get this ball back. And yeah. then one pass, the in on goal. Oh, he's probably going to, and then goal. And then whereas League One, where I'm used to, if I gave it away there, it's probably no problem. That's the difference with me sort of, in sort of like League One Championship. Um, but no, I learned a lot that game. 
Um, just want to quickly talk to you about, um, obviously, back in two, um, 2017, you were part of the England Euro um, under, 20, under 19 team that won the competition yeah. at the Euros. How was that? And like, was that a good experience being away with England? Honestly, that was, that was a mad experience. Um, never thought really going into that, that I was going to win it. Um, but And obviously playing most of the games because I was actually younger than them. Like I was playing a year up, so I was yeah. surprised. Um, I was just happy to be there, all of that stuff. Um, but then to like play a pivotal role and beat Portugal in the final with all these great players, yeah, it was a mad experience. Yeah, you had the likes of Mount and things in, in that team, I think, didn't you? Yeah, we had Mount. Honestly, he's, he's a joke. He's probably the best player I played with, probably. Obviously, Chris Willock and Chair, they're, they're probably going to change my mind soon. But <laughs> I played with Mount quite all through the England ranks and honestly, he's a joke, yeah. <laughs> so that was obviously a big point in your career as well, doing that. That made you improve as well, especially going a year up. And Yeah, so... The one that went back to Ipswich with like one game before the season starts. Um, so I play, come on half time for that. And I was starting, I started the first league game. Um, I was playing well, to be fair, against Birmingham at home. And then after like 40 minutes, I'd done my ACL. Um, I was out for the season. And then, yeah, I never really, I never had an injury before that. So it was just like, it was just a big blow. Like you go from one extreme to to another. Like it was such a high coming from England, winning that, and then out for the season. And then when you come back, you're you're not as you're not. You have to get that confidence back up. You have to get your feet sorted again. It just takes a while to get back up to that level. Andre, one quick question I want to to ask was around Albert Adoma. Is he is he like that? Just all the time. He just looks like a nutter all the time. But is he literally like that in the dressing room, in the yeah. training? Or is he a bit more chilled? No, nah, this guy is crazy, man. He's just, <laughs> he just happy all the time. Man. But you can speak to him about anything. He's just happy. He's just good to be around, good vibes, and obviously a good player. Because he supports the club and he's very much affiliated with the club and, it, you know, his heart. And if it, does that... Does he act differently? Or do you feel that from him? Does, do you, does that do, yeah. give you more... Yeah. He's living his dream. Like he always tells about how he supports the club. Obviously, I haven't known him before this, but yeah, he just he acts like a fan on the pitch. And after when you win games, you see how he's celebrating. He's just like a fan, so he's sort of just living his dream. Doing all those dance moves in the dressing room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he does it every day, <laughs> all along in the gym, everything. <laughs> who's um, who's the the biggest uh, in the dressing room? Who's the biggest character? The high, the loudest voice? Who's the one at halftime if it's not going well? Is the one that you'll hear the most? The biggest character, well, got Moses or the Badger and Jimmy Dunn. They're funny people. Um, but half time, if it's not going well, it's probably Stefan Johansson. He'll probably get back, does he? Yeah. I can imagine him just sitting in the corner, like speaking in Norwegian, just shouting at you in Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, just he, just, he just got, he's just so angry at half time if it's not going well. But obviously, that's what the captain does. He's been the captain of, of uh, Norway as well. So, yeah. 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 Who do you love nutmeg and in training? Is there anyone who you just love to try and take on or make look silly? When I first come, I used to make people all the time, but now I've just stopped making people. I don't know why. I just, it's just stopped. <laughs> uh, when my first training session, people were just laughing at me because I was just trying to get nutmegs, but, but then I just, I don't know, I just stopped now. What, you stopped because you don't need to? Like, I don't, is I it like don't an anymore. I don't know why. Really? 
Mate, you need to, yeah, you need to not make it when Ilias chair comes back, not make him from us because he's <laughs> been on the podcast. Yeah, a couple I can't talk about nutmegs too much because Andre Gray, if I was on a half time, he always nutmegs me like three times in a row. But I can't <laughs> talk about that too much. Uh, we've, we, obviously, we've, we've been on social media. We've got a few questions, mate, that we just want to want to want to ask yeah. you. If you don't mind, there's, there's only a few. Uh, we've got um, football talk AM. Um, the crowd seemed to ju- uh, quick to jump on your back in the first few games you, when, when you put that start of the season. But since the no-look pass at Cardiff, you've not looked back and you've been excellent in centre midfield. What, 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 that, that, what was that like? Or did you feel that from the crowd? And what's been the change, is this question? To be fair, I, I didn't really feel that from the crowd. I felt love from the start. But at the end of the day, they're not knowing who I am when I come to the club. So it's up to me to, like... Prove that, prove to why I'm here and stuff like that. Um, but no, the thing with Cardiff, obviously, it's a confidence booster doing that. Um, so yeah, it's just been a confidence booster. And I think football is is a lot about confidence, and that just helped me. I think yeah. From at Chris Hermitage, what, what's it like adapting to a new style? I'd imagine QPR style is pretty. There's not much out there that I've seen anyway. I'm not sure how Ipswich did play, but yeah. is there a big change, I guess? And if there is, how did you adapt to that? I think it is a big change, yeah, um, especially with a higher division as well. Um, players, different. Um, but I think it suits me, um, how I like to play. Um, also, I play through the England ranks, and it's similar to that, like playing out. Obviously, don't play when you don't don't need to, but... They just play a good way of football that suits me. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a change from what I'm used to with Ipswich. Um, but obviously, the more the more games I play, the more I know everyone, the more I'm getting used to it. So, yeah. And at Simon QPR, how did your move come about to, to, to um, QPR? And what is your favourite standout moment in your career so far? So, in the summer... Um, Ipswich didn't get promoted, so I was gutted and I wanted to play at a high level. Um, I thought I was ready to move on and my agent called me and said, QPR wanted me. I was like, yeah, 100%, I want to go there. Um, because I watched them play on, on Sky a lot the season before, not, not really anything to it, just watching them. Um, and I always thought they played nice football and I thought it would suit me. So it was a no-brainer, really. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. Where do you see yourself in five years from at the easy era? So I'll be 27. So definitely want to be in the Prem with QPR. Good answer. I've got I've got a really strange one here, right? I don't know if you know it. He's at is at Dion Dazelle. I don't know if he's oh, related yeah. to you know him or he's put <laughs> when not playing football, what do you do? Is it just war zone? <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother, you know. He's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy playing Warzone, man. I can't lie. Call of Duty, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, not really FIFA, to be fair. More Call of Duty. Oh, FIFA, no? No, I'm more of a Call of Duty man, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're decent. I'd imagine. Do, do, do you have a lot of that in, in, the, in the camp? A lot of people that play all these games. Yeah, you everyone, yeah everyone loves it. They even bring their PS4 and away games and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Who's yeah. decent? Who's decent? Not many of us, you know. We, always, <laughs> we, we, we watch people who are decent, but not many of us are decent. <laughs> so just quickly to end there, you've got West Brom on Saturday. What, what are you expecting? What? From West Brom, I guess you've played them more. I didn't, 
they're quite a um, what is it? They like the long throws, don't they? Direct yeah. is the way to put it. Very physical, um, good team. Know what they want to do. Um, be a tough game, but we're more than capable of getting these three points. And when we do, I'll be a big three points. We'll be able to go above them, even with a game in hand. So yeah, it's a big game. Not bad, mate. Who's, who, just one quick one that's come to my head. You said the midfield. Who, who, have you got like a preferred partner? I'm sure you love playing with them all, but is there someone that <laughs> you, you like playing with? Because I know you've boys at Field, you've got Sam Field, Stephanie Hansen, Don Ball, you've got Luke Amos. I, I didn't know there was one that you preferred. Not really, you know, because I play. I played with most of them and I just enjoy playing with all of them. I'm not sitting on the fence here, but I just, I enjoy, it doesn't matter who's playing next to me. Um, I think we all we all work hard for the team and we all complement each other. So it's kind of a hard question, really, because yeah. they're, all, they're all good in their own ways. Like every, every single midfield is different. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to answer. Fair enough, mate. Look, we'll let you crack on with your evening. Thanks for joining us, mate. And um, yes. good, good luck with the match on Saturday. And, um, yeah, yeah, let's hope we can get a win. Okay, and, cheers, um, mate. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Talk about, uh, mate. Cheers. coming on, man. Thanks very much. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Well, that was a good lad, wasn't it? Andrew Zell seems like a really down-to-earth kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a good lad, yeah. Seems very good. I've got an interesting stat about the Zell. I know Duncan loves his stat and, and that, but I, I thought I'd come in this he week. He copies them off Jack, though. You know <laughs> when Jack was on, didn't hear one stat out of him. <laughs> well, I've got a stat anyway. So, Andrew Zell is the second best parking act, passing accuracy of any QPR player in the championship this season. Very narrowly behind. Can any of you think who behind? That. Well, ac- yeah. accuracy or most completed passes? Passing accuracy. Accuracy. Um... Ben got it right anyway, Dunk, Steph. Oh, so it's not bad me. at all from a player making a step up from League One and setting into a new club. So the stat is, so Stefan Johansson has done 1,100 passes with a passing accuracy of 86.3. And Dezel is just below him 505 passes with an accuracy of 86.1. He's certainly a good passer before, isn't he? Yeah, and you think like Steph's like starts nearly every game, and Andre's played like he's played a lot of games, but not as many as a few of the other players. So the fact he's made that step up has been rather impressive, really, hasn't it? Well, I don't think any of us realised that he thought that he would probably, with the centre midfield options we've got, that he would be so used as much as he has. Um, And you know, as as one of the questions we alluded to, since Cardiff, he's been excellent, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right then, so uh, Rotherham, what do we think? Another penalty shoot out. We just—I oh. just feel like we don't make things easy for ourselves, do we? <laughs> in, in games like this, we should be pe- beating teams like that, especially with the team we had out. Yeah, I don't know if I'm being there, but end of the day, it's the cup in it. We've gone through. That's all that matters. Like. Okay, I mean, we, extra time in penalties is a bit annoying, but we went through, the, we got through. We didn't have a boat. Like, Rotherham, like a top of League One, they're not a bad team. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we like Reading losing to Kidderminster or whatever it was. Yeah. I kind of feel like that Rotherham are going to play like West Brom a little bit. A lot of lumping up and, and long throws and big lads up there. It's going to be very similar. We just didn't seem, we really missed Chair and Willock and Johansson. Like, playing further forward, I thought he was back a bit. So we missed, I just thought we missed that creativity at the top of the pitch. It made it difficult. Yeah. We were heavily reliant on the wing backs, and, 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 uh, which, which, 
which is what caused what which which is why we got a goal with Albert's ball in and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, well, for me, just, did anyone else think that Gray Andre Gray could have got a hat trick? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those games for him, wasn't it? It just nothing seemed to quite go right. Mm. What I liked about it, though, I, yeah, it's annoying. I was a bit frustrated with him watching it because he couldn't finish his dinner on the day. But it's good that he's getting in the positions and he was, you know, yeah. and, and exactly. another day he would have got scored, would have scored more. But, but we need to get. I mean, that begs goes on to another question: is we need to get these strikers scoring more frequently. Yeah. Dyke's got a good goal. Sob can get going. Um, yeah, but that, that's what we're missing. If we can nail one of those three strikers scoring from now to the end of the season, ten plus goals, we, we should be golden for that playoffs. I think um, because I think defensively yeah. we're pretty solid. That's definitely what we need. Is it? We need one of our strikers to just hit that purple patch and get uh, like eight to ten goals in the second half of the season. Because you think we're not conceding many at the minute. We're winning games by the odd goal now. So if we can get one, we always have to, haven't we? We still haven't flashed yeah, anyone. That's the thing. Uh, that's we've not put anyone to, to bed, have we? Like we've not really like. You think going back, like I know it was a couple of years ago now, but like, when we beat um, Cardiff and then Swansea in the cup, when it, like two weeks in a row, six one and then five one, we've not done that for ages, have we? Nah. But right. for me, I, you know, I said last time on pod when I was on, I, I think I couldn't really care about flashing someone to be honest. <laughs> I, I I really don't care. Obviously, the limbs and that at the ground and that would be brilliant. But for me, three points is three points. If you, I, I do like the games where you just scrape it and you win one nil. Yeah, and I agree to a degree. The, the the only problem I have with it a little bit as as a result every game is that you football such fine margins and sometimes you'll find yourself on the other side of the net. So someone will have a penalty in the last minute, like and, and then you've yeah. drawn when you should have won. Like it's nice to have that yeah. bit of a cushion, like. You know, we don't have to be like a Fulham and win seven nil every week, but um, yeah, it'd be it'd nice, be nice. just to be like three nil up at half time and just think <laughs> the, the second half might just we might just like control the game and just that's it, isn't it? You don't have to sit and like be worried that QPR are going to do anything QPR. Yeah, I'm more I'm more of a one nil. We go one nil behind <laughs> and like we did we come back beat them too well, yeah that's still good though isn't it but you can't always rely on that that's the problem but yeah. what do we think of uh, what do we think of Austin in the stands I've seen quite a lot of social media action on it. Are, is there anything in it are we reading too much into it are people reading too much into it I mean for me <sighs> I, I feel like Austin does get a bit of you know grief and I feel like people do as soon as he does something they you know they pinpoint him and I understand it you know what he did going in the stands really you know as an experienced player should he have done that but for him, for himself, you know, he's playing Rotherham at home. You know, why why would you take me off? But, you know, Wolves did the right decision there. You know, he bought Dykes on, Dykes scored the goal. But for me, he put, for Austin, he, you know, he's frustrated, isn't he? I think it probably goes back to your comment, Ben, about Rotherham being similar to, like, how West Bromwell played. And I think Austin, like, I know he's not small, but he does get bullied by defenders a little bit. And sometimes when you've got like a big centre-back just constantly knocking into you, knocking into you, he's not got the pace to go and try and get away from someone. He's not necessarily going to win those battles. Is it just, he's just getting more and more frustrated with himself? And was it, uh, he was annoyed at himself and that's and then he got subbed off because he hadn't played as well as he could have done? Is it one of those situations? It's more annoying to put it like internally for himself than anything else about the club or anything. 
I think that it's probably a bit of both. I think that the stands, the where he was, he, I suppose he could have walked off the pitch, but we needed a goal. Maybe you just, you know, you can't walk around that way, really, can you? You know, think I'm no, close. He, he seems like it's like But then he did eventually. Someone. So I don't know, like you can, you can walk, you know, I don't know, it's one of them. I always, I always think he's frustrated because I, I don't always think that we play massively to Austin's strengths. And what I mean by that is, is that we, you know, we're balls in the box and, and, and a lot of the time coming out wide and it's it's like nice little play, intricate play and stuff like that. It's not really Austin. He's just someone who, do you know what I mean? Who just likes the ball in the box. But like, yeah. we don't play with out and out wingers, do we? Like we play with out, which is great, but they're not wingers. They're not, and he has to probably change his game slightly, I feel. And I don't know whether that, he sometimes gets frustrated with it. You, you no, I don't see, know what you mean. You can see though, he's, he is a frustrated player, it, you know, like when things don't go his way or he, 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 I feel like for himself, when he feels like he's not doing as good as he could, you see how, you can see by his body language on the pitch, how frustrated he gets with himself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's a big part of, you know, playing is just who he is, I think. I love his, his, um, his uh, what should we call it, shift out three to the away fans that he seems to be getting every time he goes away from home. Um, he loves giving it, doesn't he? Mm. I think, yeah. And I think that's just all part of his character, isn't it? Like, he, he gives all the shit out of Zareen. Then, but then he has that little sulky like bit himself where he doesn't quite go his own way and he gets a bit back from the away fans. So, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things with him, isn't it? I might be wrong here. Well, whilst we're talking about Austin, and that, I, it's just in the top of my head. You know you know what it's like when I get things in the top of my head. Sometimes I'm not right. But Austin... Yeah, as well. Did, did did Austin sit in the stands when Charlton away when we lost two 0 He did, yeah. Yeah. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He sulked in the crowds. But you know, as well, I, I feel I know I've said it week in week out to you boys, and now I think we're asking too much. I know, I know, as mad you think that sounds. Are we asking too much of him? You know, he's not this quick player that we think he is. <laughs> he just what you see with him is what you get. I think he's doing all right. I've got, I've got an issue with what he's been doing. He's just not scoring enough. That's the issue. I, I, I think I like what he's doing everything other than scoring. I think he's doing more than he did when he was with us the first time. But well, that's I guess the same with all our strikers, isn't it? I, I guess what comes with that is, Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, exactly. What comes with that is maybe what Warbs is asking his strikers to do maybe means that they don't score as many. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because maybe a, a chair Willock type player that can just come in the box and can work around and he's got that free role. Um, it's, but, yeah, well, let's we, hope Willick's back at the weekend. I don't know if he was injured for the Wolverine game. I saw a couple of rumours that he, he had a knock. While we're talking about the cup, though, you know, we, for me, I, I see some QPR fans are happy about it and that, but our ties, Peterborough away, there's no one else, no one else annoyed about that. For me, I, I just wanted a big club. We never get it, do we? We never get it. I said when people oh. come out, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? Because would you rather have a massive club in the fourth round now and we get smashed? Or would you rather progress, uh, have a few of the easier cup ties and progress a bit deeper into the cup? Because when do we have a cup run, ever? But, yeah, I'd rather get West Ham away, something like that now. Because, you know, we, we could get beat. We we're not going to win it. That's what I mean. We're not going to win the cup. We could get beat by Peterborough away, but imagine if we, you know, got West Ham away. Uh, let's not talk about Peterborough away because I had a bad experience there. They were already this season. 
and it, it wasn't just the toilets. No. <laughs> Most people said it was a good day out, though. Good day all out, right, mate. Yeah, we were on a boat uh, before the game. It was so a good anyway. day out before the game. Yeah. <laughs> the toilets were in the stand. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Like you oh. could, you were watching the game and you could hear someone flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right, David Marshall. Then we needed a keeper, Archer. Shame for Archer, but but awesome. I'm, I'm quietly happy. I'm not that I didn't rate Archer, but I, I do think that David Marshall's a better goalkeeper from what I've seen anyway. Um, I don't think well, we could have asked for a more experienced goalkeeper in the champ. I really don't. Think there is one, is there? No. no, I mean, he's still Scotland's number one as well, isn't he? Or he's in the Scotland squad so. still. No, I don't think so. I think he hasn't been in it since the Euros. But he's not been playing, has he? So, no. you know. So, like, I think, like you said, like his, his experience is, I think it's actually for us, I think it's actually quite a smart signing. Because mm. it's only until the end of the season. He wasn't playing at Derby. That's because of he, um, he refused to play because they didn't pay him. So that he. Like because he wasn't getting paid and he refused to play, and then that's really kept him out of the team. So it's not he's actually really a bad egg. Like he just wasn't getting paid. I'd love you know to I mean? know how, how it come about. Have we have we been watching him for a while, or is it just because he's he's nah. experienced? Everyone knows who he is in the champ. Or do you think we've been watching him? No, I think definitely that. just because Archer were injured, isn't it? Surely. I think that yeah, we were going to see how Archer got on. But I think in the back of the minds, I think there was always a likelihood that we may need a goalie. And I think that we had already done a bit of due diligence. And I think and I think that Marshall was on that list. But I think that if we had more time, we might have tried to have gone for the others, like the Woodmans and stuff like that. But then, you know, we don't really we just need someone in there for a few weeks because Sonny's coming in and he's going to be number one, isn't he? So there's no exactly you know, there's so I so yeah, Brad, I think that um Well, unless unless David Marshall hits it. It's the ground running and keeps running. He'd have to win it. He'd have to Mate. run a marathon. Eh? But, Mate, he's he's, he's going to have to save a penalty every game, isn't he? Yeah, said he's pretty two percent. <laughs> uh, I feel a bit gutted in for Archer there, though. I, you know, I hope he gets a speedy recovery because he, you know, he played well against the Rotherham game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those unfortunate injuries, isn't it? Where it's just how he's landed on his arm out. It's just awesome. Oh, popped his shoulder out. I've got another stat. I'm going in. I'm going in again. Since 2006 and 07, David Marshall has played more games, 443, and kept more clean sheets, 129, than any other goalkeeper in a championship, including playoffs. And so, should he feature versus West Brom away, David Marshall will be the oldest player to make his QPR debut since Paul Jones versus Millwall in 2006. Anyone know how old Paul Jones was? 40. Done. Uh, thirty-eight. Yeah, bang on, spot on. He's he's read that. Yes. He's been yes. <laughs> 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 messaging Jack. <laughs> Mate, um, I've got a question for you. This is Albert. Is he the first name on the team sheet, or one of the first names on the team sheet now? Yes. But you can look uh... at it. From two, you can look at it from two sides because. How much of an impact does Albert Adoma have when he comes off the bench? Like, so you can look at it two ways, really. Starting, but obviously, when he comes on, he just changes the game, doesn't he? Yeah, he just changes the game. But for well, me, we've only got Kakai, haven't we? Uh, he, he's in Africa. 
Yeah, but obviously when, for me, Adobe would be first choice, no? I'd just be like, well, you've got everyone fit, you pick your team, how far up the list is he, or is he even on the list? Okay. It's, it's a really difficult one because once again, like Rotherham's goal came from that area of the of the defence the weekend. Do you know what I mean that still seems to be the problem area where we're, where we're conceding from that side of the pitch. So there's no doubt in Albert's passion and his like effectiveness going forward. But does he leave Dicky on that right hand side too exposed at times? I'm not saying all the time because he's not a natural defender and you said an interesting stat the other day but I don't know if it was on the last pod or in our group chat about him not winning headers yeah he doesn't win any headers yeah against Rotherham there was a, there was a ball and it bounced and he literally he went and he just kind of stopped and let the Rotherham player just get it and I was thinking he's like, he an easy challenge for that header but he's not yeah he doesn't have that kind of defenders kind of I'm just going to put my body in the way or something or at least make a challenge even if I don't win the ball it's not a, like a free header for someone else. But, so I just think, uh, going forwards, I've got no problems with him. As an attacking fullback, he's brilliant. Just it's still that defensiveness where against, like, say, big, bigger and better teams in this league, I think we will get. he could get caught out. That's I, my only like, I problem with I disagree with you a little bit there because every time I've watched Loma, he's not shy of a tackle and he's not shy of getting stuck in. And he's, and he's definitely not shy of getting back. So... So I, I think he's doing right. He's doing well in that position. Yeah, I think he. I'm sort of in the middle actually. Um, I feel like he, he the heading thing doesn't massively bother me too much. It's more the positioning sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but is, like as a defender, you get a lot of balls into the box, so you have to header it. Like yeah, I, I be... I've, I've never conceded. Look, we've never conceded a goal. I've gone. Oh, David didn't win that header. No. Yeah, never. but. Just just go back, like Bristol City, he was getting rinsed first 20 minutes defensively. All I'm saying is, no, no, it wasn't that that game wasn't in the air. I'm just saying defensively, as a defender, he's not a defender. Do you know what I mean? So, and it's always that side of the pitch because he's not a natural defender that teams, if they've got a decent left winger, they hit the ball down there all the time. I mean, we're 50. I mean, since Wallace is back. The left-hand side is defensively solid. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 I agree. I think positionally gets caught out. I think that's the issue. With, well, I think anyway. Like, I think they're left... And a, and, a, and a quick, maybe even experienced left winger knows that and, and can exploit it. And that's what we need to sort of, you know, be careful. I think Grant... Is it Grant that plays that down that way for West Brom? Um, yeah. We just got to be, be, we just gotta be caught. So, and no other side is going on, is there? I haven't seen any room, too many rumours. I've seen... Some bits and bobs, but well, borough making shapes, aren't they? Well, they get the money from unless they think they get it from Derby and they know it's coming. So three million for another player today. Yeah, you know that's and that's the thing, isn't it? Do you gamble? Because that league's there for the take. Well, the playoffs are anyway, and uh, you know Forest as well. But again, I we're not going to buy anyone who could come. Are we going to buy anyone better than what we've got as an eleven? No, I don't think we are. I don't even. I don't, I don't think we'll. Do you think we're going to bring one more person in? I think if we can, I think we'll try and bring a centre back. You know, I think we'll try and bring like a winger. I think the fullbacks are fit now, aren't they? You know, Wallace yeah. is back. Moses is, I think, he's back. He's back. Albert's yeah. back. Kake will be back in. I mean, I can't see Sierra Leone. Well, maybe, but he'll be back sooner well. than the others. I would have thought. So, McCallum's a few weeks away, isn't he? Jordy's like 
few weeks away. So they might be looking at it and thinking, do we need to spend money here? But I certainly think we need number t- another number 10. Yeah. I'm hearing that we've, I can't pronounce his name, you know, we've, we took interest in that. Uh, Jack Rodoni from MK Dons. Where are you hearing that from, mate? Uh, one of my sources, but you know, <laughs> well, I mean, like, but isn't, isn't that going to be a move for the summer there? That one rather than for now, yeah, that'd be a summer. But I'm also re- I'm reading and you know, talking to people, Keshi Anderson, he's injured, mate. That's I think that's I think injured, we... I've been reading it and I just do you think something like that or what happened to this Casey Palmer? He's not fit, is he? And I just don't, I think with other. Clubs interested, there'll be some sort of bidding war. Do we really, do we yeah. really want to be involved in that? Do we, do we want him that much? Like I think as well, I think it will go towards the end of the window. How our form is, and if we pick up any other injuries. So, you say Willock picks up like a knock and he's out for uh, four weeks, then we really would be struggling create, with creativity. So, I can imagine Warbs trying to get another kind of number ten winger to fill that gap just until either him or chair then would return. So well, uh, I think our business recently has been really clever. It's been really smart, hasn't it? Like recruitment last summer was good. So I think, I think the club know what they're doing. Yeah, the club know what they're doing. I think they've probably got a few fingers in some pies. It's just waiting to see if they need to buy a pipe, buy a slice of that pie. Mm. Don't do loads a bit better, aren't they? I ha- I think loans. I've mentioned it a couple of points. I just they wind me up at the moment. They're, they're completely changing. They're not like the old loans, like clubs are putting in clauses and recalling them and loaning them back out to bigger clubs, like higher in the league, more money. Um, you know, it's always difficult when you get a loan in. It's a bit like bond. I was going to mention about bond. Like you know, we we could if we wanted to. I think recall him and send him to, to another you know, Sunderland at the top of the league. You know, Wigan. Um, I think Ipswich will come in for him if that was the case. Yeah, so well, well, that's what they're doing, aren't they? That I just saw today that they're looking to buy him. They're probably doing that because they're trying to stop the interest. Keep, keep they, get, yeah. they get to the summer, they don't go up. There's going to be more teams in for him. Um, but I just think the loans are a bit, bit, a bit annoying, aren't they? These days. When I went, when I went well, to that fans forum, you know, representing the pod, and that I was there. <laughs> I'm sure. Les, I'm sure someone asked him, you know, thinking back now, are we making any more signings or are we looking to? And he he pretty much said, no, we're not. I think we're, we're done. Obviously, David Marshall had to happen because of what's going on. But I, I, I seriously don't think we're going to be bringing anyone else in. I just, unless we get an, a big injury. No, I agree. Yeah, I do agree with you. With a number 10, you know, chair does get knocked. We haven't got that. Um, just yeah. a quick one, going back to Bon. Did you know you hear about um, Charlie Austin on Talk Sports saying, I think someone asked him about if he was going to come back, and he said, as far as that, everyone's got the cups where he's staying at Ipswich, they're not going to get recalled or anything. Yeah, I didn't see that. But, no, but Ben, you were like adamant a few months, well, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, that we wanted Bon back because, what would you kept saying, the uh, striker informs like gold dust. Yeah. He's not yeah. informed now, is he? So he's exactly. not gold dust anymore. Really. <laughs> that's the thing. So, like, if we do get a firm interest from Ipswich this month, would you sell him? I wouldn't sell him for anything less than we bought him for. I just feel that's silly. I think that he's doing unless unless he's going to be reinvested in January. I don't think, and we've we've got something in mind that we want to bring in that could get us. You know, I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, what's one million? I mean, a million. 
you know, you keep him there in the league, you keep him scoring in the summer, he's, we can charge more, you know. And, um, yeah. But if Ipswich want to come in and want to, they want to play big money for him, then it, just, it feels it doesn't feel right, does it? Sometimes signings just don't work out. We can't get everyone right, and it's yeah. frustrating. But you know, it feels a bit like a Connor Washington again, doesn't it? He comes back and like the fans are already against him, kind of a little bit, and he's got, I don't know, Rob Pulse. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of them, haven't we? Um, uh, but I wouldn't make no. What, would you? Would you take the money and run? Or yeah, I'd take the money and run. As long as as long as we don't take too big a hit on what we've actually like paid out for him, we can recoup most of it and then put it back into getting someone else. Do like this? I'm sure this is quite. Oh, do we get any um, money still from Palace for easy, or is that done? No, we get it every to length of his contract. Every summer, don't we? Yeah, for like four years. I think he signed a four-year deal, didn't he? So I think the three yeah. million gets some, like. So I think we've got some up front, and then the rest of it gets spread across his contract. So we've got that for a little while. But I'd imagine we'll be because every deal that we do that we buy, we'll be doing the same. Yeah. So eventually, yeah. the money sort of gets eaten up, I guess. So, just so I'm going to come in for Dicky in all this. It might do in August. No, coming or the next in summer. I think the only reason Dickie would go is if a Prem club loses a lot of centre-backs. Yeah. And they think that Dickie could feel... Yeah. Like, I know obviously Leicester have got no centre-backs at the minute, but they've never really been linked with them, have they? West Ham Ham are linked with them, but again, I don't... Like, they're pushing for Europe, right? They're, like, up in the top six. I can't see them coming for Dickie. I don't think he's anywhere near that standard yet. I don't even want to think about the summer because if we don't go up, I'd, I, I would be big question marks over Dieng, Dicky, Cher. I'm actually more worried now with Chris Woods moving to Newcastle. I'm more worried with Burnley coming in for someone like Dykes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've, I'd be happy if they wanted to pay five million plus for Lyndon Dykes. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Hey, I, what? I'd take it. Oh, you would take it. Not five million. Eight. Oh, he's eight our million best striker at the minute. Eight million for me, least. Yeah, I'd say eight million minimum. Like I think they, we know they've got money in their back pocket now. Like they, they're des- they'll, they'll, If they need it and they're desperate for them, they'll have to pay whatever we want. I don't think we should like let them pull our pants down with it. Five million. Five million is cheap. He's Scotland's Burnley. number nine, isn't it? National. Maybe, maybe. I just, I think he could be a good championship goal scorer. I'm just not sure he's ready. To, he's definitely not ready to step up to the Premier League. And I can't see Burnley spending any more than five million. On, I mean, I'd imagine he'd be their number one striker, wouldn't he? That's what I mean. Yeah, I've got that Ashley Barnes, haven't they? I mean, I'm, I don't want to obviously this Dykes in any way, shape, or form, but he can't find consistency in a championship. What? Well, you could argue the start of the season he did, but he's got to get going again, hasn't he? And that's what we need him to get going and get on a little run. We need one of the strikers to do that, don't we? Desperately. Yeah. I think that's what we're missing. If we, if we can do that, then talk, I think we can do it. Talking consistency and form, I, I, we've got to talk about Jimmy Dunn. I think for me, he's been superb. He's been brilliant, mate. So good, mate. He wins everything. We were talking about the last the last pod, Brad. He... he, he um, he wins, he wins everything in the air. Everything in the air. Yeah. He's just a leader, isn't he? Like, just on the pitch, it just seems like someone who just literally leaves everything on the pitch, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he definitely looks like future captain material as well, doesn't he? Like, he's... Yeah. 
But we, we desperately need another centre back. That's what we need now. You know, it's changed. I think it was it was full back a few weeks ago, and this yeah. is what this is back to your point, Brad. It changes, doesn't it? The landscape changes of what we need, depending on who's injured, who's not. I just think centre back. If we get, we've been so lucky that Dicky, Barbe, and Dunn have all escaped any injury all season, and then they, um, you've just been a who on it now, aren't you? I mean, we've got Geordie to come back, but and then it's just another question above his head. Geordie's like just so frustrating, though, isn't it? Because you can, you know, there's a decent defender in him, but he's like Jack Wiltshire, he's just made of glass. Yeah. Like every time he goes out, you think you know that he's probably not coming back, and you ain't going to see him for a few weeks. Exactly, and it's just like you'll play three games, and he's out for four, and it's just like. It's fine if everyone else is fit, but if we, if we, like you said, if we lose one of the other defenders and then Jordy comes in for a game and then gets himself injured again, what do we do then? Masterson, I suppose. I think he's there in the background, isn't he, Masterson? He's, we're not going to load yeah. him out until we until we get someone else in. Yeah. So, I don't, if he's on the bench and doesn't come on, what does that mean? Does that mean that he's then can't be? Because obviously you can only play for two clubs. Does, so if he's on the bench and doesn't come on, does? But yeah, as long as he doesn't play, it's fine. It's if he if he actually plays, isn't it? Because you can because he's registered to us anyway, so it doesn't matter if he's like he's on the bench. It's actually if he makes an appearance, doesn't it? Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right then. So we've got what three out? I think it's three of our next four games are at home. So it's a big next couple of weeks for us. We've got we've got Reading at home, haven't we? Swansea, the rearranged fixture. So it yeah. means we've got three and four. So. I mean, painful worries me a little bit. West Brom on Saturday is going to be tough, isn't it? Fourth versus fifth. You know, they last five. They've only won one, drawn two and lost two. I think it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because they've got a few suspensions, which is good for us. But then you just never know. Like, that's kind of like gets your hopes up that we might then get the result we need and then we don't. And then I just, I feel like it's a game we need to win to keep really cement ourselves as a playoff contender because we can't beat the teams around us how are we going to win a playoff final? Mm. It's one of those things that let's just get there first and then we worry about that after I guess isn't it? But, it's <laughs> but yeah it's going to be a tough game mate West Brom are going to be putting balls in the box they've got Furlong with his long throw um, some big has that, that Daryl DK been cleared? Yeah. I'm sure he'll play mate because they're lacking goals aren't they they can't score yeah. reception do you think we're going to give Furlong? Good one, mate. I would have thought. No, yeah, well, he didn't leave. didn't even under bad circumstances or anything, did he? So, yeah, we were yeah. desperate for the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, weren't we? So, yeah, I think we. Had, what do we reckon the score will be? Oh, I can see a one all. To be honest, one all for me. I'm hoping for a two-one to us. Hoping that we can just get uh, get it over the line and really cement our place in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going one or two, two, I think. Doug, you'll be there, mate. I'm there, yeah. Keep us posted. Brad, we're off to Coventry in a week. We're looking forward to that. Can't wait, mate. Honestly, these, these long hours at work and now I have to work every Saturday. <laughs> that one is killing me. <laughs> just waiting to get in my house now. And then... cool. All right, then, Wood. I was, I was just going to quickly mention Thanks about... Listening and... oh. I just want to quickly mention about um, Andre Gray's going away in the end of the month. He's been called up for Jamaica. So he's going with, yeah, so he's away from, he's got three games in Jamaica at the end of the month. He definitely misses the Reading game and he possibly misses the Peterborough FA Cup game, depending Why on... Why have you left that to the last, literally well, the last sentence? Because it's literally like, 
I've, the club relaxed it today. So I thought I'd just add it onto the itinerary to put it at the end. Oh, no, that's not good, is it? No. Because um, Paul you see, Paul, Paul, cause, cause Paul <laughs> Hall's... Um, what was it? Paul Hall's now the manager. He's interim manager of Jamaica as well. So he's taking Andre Gray with him. Really? So, like... I mean, it's it's definitely the Reading game and realistically probably the Peterborough game because the, the game's on the third against like, the last Jamaica game and then the Peterborough's on the fifth or the sixth. Fifth, isn't it? So like, that would be... No, but I mean, it's another blow, isn't it? Like, it means you literally just got Dykes and Austin for at least a couple of games, depending on how, when he goes and when he gets back. So... Yeah, less even more need for, need for a number, number 10, another number 10 that we can, so we can play one up top and... I think so send it back in a number 10 but let's see how we get on lads um, thank you for everyone for listening um, be sure to subscribe we've got some more decent episodes and people coming on in the future so um, keep listening starting to believe a little bit well Hoylet's got the better of Buxton puts it into an area Keo Zamora unbelievable from the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.